Hello, beautiful people and fellow whiners. And welcome to another episode of A Little Something, the number two wine about with your hostesses, with the toastesses, Siobhan Camille. Hey, y'all. And Ta'e Michelle. Where sips get real and sip happens. <laughs> and we whine while we whine about life, relationships, culture, and so much more. Um, if you're listening to this, come on over to YouTube, subscribe, like, share, subscribe, all that goodness. Um, just search for us, ALS 2WA, or a little something to whine about, we should pop up. Uh, it is fourth Wednesday this year, April, and um, this one's for the culture. Uh, my head's all just... <laughs> <laughs> my bad. <laughs> Oops. Oh, this one is for the culture. And y'all, this one's gonna hurt somebody's feelings, but listen, we about to tell y'all everything is not traumatic. This word is thrown around so damn much. The trauma, you remember how back in the 90s it was like, oh my God, the drama. Now it's in these 2020s, the trauma. Oh my God, the trauma. So y'all, we, we gonna address that real quick. So grab a glass of your favorite red, white pinot de agua and join us on the couch <clears throat> hey y'all hey when i when i say we're gonna enjoy it when we say we're gonna address it real quick we mean real quick just gonna be brief because it's not really a whole bunch to say but before we get into spilling this tea i hope y'all having a productive week you know um Let's jump right into the next segment, segment of the show. It's called our Poppy Grapes Experience. Be sure to stay tuned at the end when we give our cheers to that wine review so you can hear what we are thinking about the wines that we have tasted during this episode while we whine, moan, groan, and sometimes itch about the word, you know, about the topic, you know, itch, the word that runs with a B in front of me, that part. Um, and we we're just gonna flatline this subject. But before we do that, let's let's get into the popping grapes experience first. So, Sissy, let us know what you're drinking about. So, as y'all know, we are still in this good April, local April. This is another Maryland wine. Um, but it's from the other side of Maryland. This is out of Mount Airy. This is Elk Run. Yeah, I mean they over there. <laughs> uh it's called Sweet Catherine. It's a red wine. It's in a dessert bottle, y'all. I'm nervous because the last dessert wine that I had was a ratafia and it wasn't that great. Can't stand it. However, I love dessert wine bottles. Ah. So that's why I picked this up. Um, it's got real, real quick about the the site and the and the wine itself. So we'll we'll get to that. Um, but I am looking forward to this. And I'm a little scared because it's dessert. Oh, oh. It's, yeah, it's a red. I said it was red. Just want to make sure everybody can listen and that you know what the colors is. Hey, I have a white. I'm going to be honest. I don't know how to pronounce this. Um, Less Charms. Huh? L-E-S. Uh-huh. Charms. C-H-A-R-M-E-S. Well, if it's L-E-S, it's probably lay. Oh. This is probably sound. That makes sense. 
Okay, Le Charms um, by, y'all be honest, this whole title in a whole nother language and I'm not about to see it and yep, put the picture up, it's that. Oh, hold up, I can move it closer so you can see, hold up. Makan Lugni, Le Charm. Yeah, it's, wait, what's on the bottom? What is that? Oh, Albert Bicho. Okay, I don't know who that is. I'm sorry, if y'all just leaning, y'all saw all of this this forehead because I was trying to read. <laughs> Look, I'm going to be honest. I can't read it. I don't know what to say. Um, French. I'm going to be honest. I don't have the mental capacity right now <laughs> to even attempt it and mess it up and butcher it like y'all know I can. Where is that from then? So this is what happened. Because I was about to say, nothing about that says DMV at all. Right. So when I saw it, I was like, I need a white. I don't know what I, um, I don't know what, I don't know what I want. Um, but I think I want something kind of bubbly, not really. And so when I looked on the back, I saw Perico, Virginia. Henrico? Sure. Okay. Um, <laughs> Look, I'm not here today. I'm I'm really not. I'm um, because of the boyfriend. Oh, yeah, that part. So I saw that. I was like, oh, okay, it's VA. It must be imported through them. It is, because when I got home, I read it. It is imported through them. But it's, it doesn't say where it came from. I'm going to say France. I'm gonna say if you pronounce it the way you said it, it's French. It's French, but oh, it does say else. imported. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, that's okay. all right because you also giving a preview to May because we doing French May, I think May in France, so all our wines will be French next month anyway. Okay. So there we go. Ta-da. So clearly, this is a pop great experience because I don't even know what I'm drinking. Okay, I just know it was a white wine. It was a happy accident. Happy accident. And we just gonna take it from there. So while we pull it up, pull while I pull mine up, pour it up because Sissy has already poured hers. Um, I'm gonna let her go ahead and jump into how this whole topic came about and things like that. <laughs> this was one of those things, y'all, where we were just like, so. We were trying to schedule our topics for the year. We always do that in January. And we were trying to broaden, you know, this for the culture to go a little beyond just, you know, Black American culture, but just the full culture. And we were talking about words in 2022 that were overused. And this one is still overused. And that's basically, that's just really it. Like, it's not traumatic. Like some stuff, it's not traumatic, y'all. It's just fucked up. That's, it's just unfortunate. It's, okay. unfortunate. it's a poor unfortunate song. <laughs> it's unfortunate. It's sad. Um, if you let it, it can be. I think that's what, for me, that's, if you let it, it can become traumatic. I think for, in my opinion, again, I'm not an expert. In my opinion, things become traumatic certain things become traumatic when you allow them to grow. 
there are times when things happen to us that's just completely sad, unfortunate, and how we, and it does make an impact on our lives. Um, and it, it can be a negative impact. Um, it can be a positive impact, I'll be honest, because that's another thing. Not all trauma produces negative things. Some things produce positive, but it's okay. Um, some, I know some of y'all going to disagree and oh, da, 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 I don't care. I said what I said. I'm staying by it, period. Two negatives equals what? Oh, my God. Okay. So, here we go. Um, we have to be aware of what we allow in our life, what we breed in our lives. And I say that because let's just say, for example, um, you get in a car accident. Oh, I'm not gonna say like a major car accident. I'm not saying the car got hit five times and flipped over. I'm not saying all that. But you just get in the car accident. Maybe they, you know, hit the side of the wheel or something. You know, enough to dent. You know, and you go, oh my god. But you're okay. No glass broken. Your car is not total. Like you just gotta get. Well, I mean, if you accident, your car is kind of total. But <laughs> let's just say the accident's not bad. It's just like, oh, it could be repaired. You've never been in an accident before, so it's your first time experiencing it. Um, something like that can become traumatic when you allow that one negative experience to grow. If you keep perspective, things into perspective, then it helps to it helps you to navigate that. And I think that's what has happened with this word traumatic. People have taken that and applied it to all the smallest of infractions and small situations to create something bigger than what it is. Everything is not big. You breed it to be that way. You grow it that way. You think it that way. And then it starts to take hold of other parts of your life. Um, some people look at that as compartmentalizing and it's not necessarily compartmentalizing it necessarily. It could be you address it. You can address it accordingly and move on healthily and then not become a traumatic experience. You know, you can learn from that. Maybe you learn to set your mirrors different. Just using this example. Maybe you learn. Maybe I was driving a little bit too fast. <laughs> maybe I was driving a little bit too slow because that's the thing too. You know, maybe I wasn't keeping up with traffic. Um, and also learning that not everything is in your control. And I think a lot of this is part of that. We can't control everything, y'all. We can't control everything. So the illusion of being able to control each and everything is part of what breeds the, tra the traumatic experience because you have this illusion of, but what is supposed to happen to me? Well, baby, that killed Jesus. So, <laughs> like, we just had Easter. Like, y'all, come on. So, y'all know I, I come for the dictionary. I live, I live for the words. I live for the words. Um, okay. Here's the thing. So, trauma, right? Because if it's going to be traumatic, then it's got to involve trauma. So, from Google, Oxford Languages, say a deeply distressing or disturbing experience. I'm gonna get there. 
if we go to Merriam-Webster, which I got mixed feelings because they changed. Were they the ones? One of these people changed. Uh, was it Merriam-Webster? No, I thought it was another one. I don't remember who changed the definition of um, vaccine to put that COVID-19. Yeah, I don't think that was Webster. I think that was somebody else. I don't think it was either, but okay. So Merriam-Webster says, a disorder, this is their second, because it's like four, three different things in there. Um, a disordered psychic or behavioral state resulting from severe mental or emotional stress or physical injury. And C, because there's an A, A speaks more to physical trauma as an injury, like a wound. Um, and so C, B is the disordered psychic or behavioral state resulting from severe mental or emotional stress or as physical injury. And C is an emotional upset. Here's the thing. I think people have gotten comfortable using it in its most basic of terms as far as an emotional upset per Marion Webster or a deeply distressing or disturbing experience from Spurt. And I want us to really only use trauma when we're talking about a disordered psychic or mental or behavioral state resulting from severe, and that's the key word, mental or emotional stress or physical injury. Because see, the, the issue I feel is everybody wants to have these big buzzwords that are so like impactful. And if I tell you, oh my God, it was so traumatic. Right. Versus if I tell you, oh, that experience made me really emotionally upset. You go more to, ooh, trauma, because most of us learn the word trauma watching stuff like ER or something that has to do with serious, physical, severe to the, it, to like an extreme level of pain and suffering. And so that's why I think we want that association and we've realized that we can really just use it to say we're emotionally upset or deeply we had a deeply distressing or disturbing experience. And you can go through a distressing and disturbing experience and move forward. And, and not be traumatized. And not be traumatized. And I, I guess I still don't understand why people want that trauma. Because like, it's when you look attention, at- I'm gonna be, I think it's attention. Oh, I'm sure it's attention. It was, it, was, it was rhetorical. I know completely why people do that. I just think that it's stupid. Like, my bad. I mean, it's dumb because Think about stuff like people are really going through traumatic experiences. There is a child right now who's like seven years old who is being kept in somebody's dungeon as a sex slave. That's happening. Whether you see it or you don't, that's happening. Okay, that's happening. Um, depending on what your ancestry is, your ancestors were chattel slaves. That happened. That's traumatic. Um, they were thrown into the Coliseum and happened to happen to survive. They happened to survive the Holocaust or didn't. These things are very much traumatic. And so my issue is using that word so loosely. And I know that that's like this big thing that people want to do right now too, is use these words, these high volume, high pressurized, highly high impact high response words, high re- highly reactive words for little things so that they can get that reaction. But it's annoying. It's the same way that people keep trying. If I say that everything is racist, then it'll lose power. 
No, the word still means what it means. It just means you're overusing it. It's like when people would be like, oh my God, that's so cool. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool too. And everything was cool in the 90s. Y'all just overdid it. Or whenever. Yeah. Or like, we're to woke. Or the, and we will talk about woke later this year as well. But the same with like, yeah, girlfriend. Hey, girlfriend. Hey, girlfriend. What's up, girlfriend? And y'all ran it into the ground. And I think people think if we continue to take these words, pervert them, and then run them into the ground, people will stop saying them and they will lose their meaning. No, because these words are still part, especially when you talk about something like trauma, not like woke, because that's a social thing anyway, but the word trauma itself actually has a real definition. You're not gonna be able to change that. The same with the word racist and racism have real definitions. You're not gonna be able to, you can try to pervert them and maybe you can find that same dictionary company to you know, change the, the meaning like they change vaccine. But those of us who actually study and research will know that no, there was a, there, it meant this before you did that too. And well, I, think, I mean, but that's yeah, a lot of, with language anyway. And that's down to even the word gay. Cause now if I'm like, oh yo, you real gay. Oh my God, get her fired. Well, gay meant happy for like the longest. Y'all took it and decided that it meant what it's come to mean. But the actual dictionary archaic, if you will, de definition of the word gay just means that. Y'all did that. Y'all did that. Or the so-called F word really just means a pile of sticks. And if you really think about how it evolved into what it means now, well, it was fitting. If you have a whole bunch of men together, guess what you end up with? If you're not trying to be vulgar when you refer to their male members, a pile of sticks. I'm not saying that people should go around saying the F word, but I'm just saying that this is how language evolves. And this is how language evolves and devolves. And we need to be very conscious of the way we're using words. Of the way we're using it and how we are, uh, which way we're allowing it to go because we ultimately come, this is something that we actually control. <laughs> Out of all the things we like, we can't control. This is one of them that we can. And I think that's something else that we have to be aware of. When we can change things, let's effectively change things. When we start erasing or changing or evolving, <laughs> meaning of words to mean to set a negative narrative or a stereotypical narrative or you know a, a very I can't think of the of word I'm trying to use but that narrative what are we doing what are we saying what is the impact that this is going to have what's happening long term um, because no matter what remember that saying sticks and stone may break my bone but words will never hurt we all know that's a lie. It's a whole lie. We all know, we, and when I say we all know, we all know, because even the toughest of the toughest of the toughest person can say, oh, somebody said something to me, and it made me want to. It made me want to hit it. It took them to a different place emotionally. So words have power. So we have to be extremely careful of what we're changing the meaning of these words to. Yes. Now, do we know that back in the, you know, 1800s, there's a word like the word trans. It meant not important. The slang term switched it to something else. We have to be careful. But it still has a negative meaning. So we at it, least kept with that. 
Right. But I'm just saying, we we just have to be careful that something that, like I said, like I was talking like, whoa, something that we use, that we use as a, a protection piece, you know, AO mask, they will, you know what I'm saying? Like that type thing has now been turned into something completely different. Completely. We have to be careful. We have to be extremely careful. Like words have power and they have power simply because of their meaning. So if we start to strip away the power or start to twist the power to set a narrative in another direction, we gotta be careful. We have to be careful. Y'all can't sit up here and say words don't mean anything when people are out here getting fired over pronouns. I said what I said. Like, don't, and don't tell me- And there you have it. <laughs> don't tell me that words don't have meaning when somebody called you she instead of he and now you mad. Or somebody they called you them. Somebody called you he instead of they and now you're upset. Not, not inspired. You're not going to tell me that words don't have meaning. You're not. Somebody, some chick was just fired because she was trying to re relate, I guess, to the younger generation. She was older and said for shizzle or uh, for shizzle my nizzle and got fired. So don't tell me that words don't have, and that's the most ridiculous thing I've heard today, for real. That's the most ridiculous thing I've heard. She got fired. Okay, wait. <laughs> No, no, no. I can't go into detail. My mother told me I didn't really, whatever. I know this was recent. This happened today. Oh, wait. Today. OG. OG. It happened today. Um, I showed the week. I showed the week. Well, since you got like, did she like, no, was she talking to black people? <laughs> I think she was, but I think she was trying to relate. I don't know. I think she said, you know, but you I don't think she knew. She didn't really know, I don't think, the connotation, but it's, I just know so many Black people were like, yo, she shouldn't have got fired off of that. Like, and I don't even like, I don't even like Charlamagne the God, but he was one of them, and a bunch of other people said she shouldn't have got fired off of that. Like, like, maybe we have a conversation about relating and knowing the, the use. Knowing how to. The knowing how to. to, and what you're actually saying, but... And maybe I'm sensitive to that because as someone who aspires to be a polyglot and is currently relearning Italian and learning Portuguese, like, I don't want you to fire me because I pronounced something wrong. And instead of me saying meatball, I said motherfucker. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Wait a second. Like, before we cancel my whole life, can we come back? <laughs> my pronunciation was off. My bad. My bad. Oh, okay. Or because I said, and for, and this is to go back to what the for the culture was originally about. To my black people, if I said a slang term in New from New York, and it doesn't translate that way in the South, don't come at me, man. Like if I'm like, yo, y'all mad? Wow, and you tell me that me saying that in like I don't know Alabama means that I'm gonna like physically assault you and beat your ass. Like hold, because where I'm from, that's not what that means. Like. This is the other thing we have to be aware of when we talk about language, because it is evolving. And it not only is it evolving, it's also contextual. And it's also contextual to the group you're speaking to, to the person you're speaking to, the tone you're using, the pronunciation you're using. Because I remember not too long ago, like within the past five years, there was this whole thing on Instagram about the word bitch. And people being like, bitch, bitch, bitch. Bitch. <laughs> because just tonal changes can change the meaning. So 
And that just won't work. And especially when we consider that most of these words we use, you guys, have like, I really went to the dictionary off one word trauma and came up with four definitions. Y'all. <laughs> Y'all. That's the other thing. And that's why on this, on this here program, on this, we are a little something to whine about. When we are talking about words, I'm regularly like, let's go to the dictionary because it matters. And if we didn't see that any other time, we saw that when we had uh, Cortland and Trey Proper on and we were talking about, you know, men and their feelings and regrets. And when I read the definition of regret, the response from the men was like, well, okay. If that well, hold on. It, yeah, if that's the definition. It puts things into perspective. And that's why they're, that's why words are so powerful because it's powerful because it puts things into perspective. When you start breaking things down to their simplest form or um, so that the, you know, someone can comprehend them on the very basic level of things. Right. Um, it, 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 I'm not going to say it changes your mind. It clears it. It gives it a more straightforward. Um, yeah. Uh, straightforward, like a straight line of it direction. It's on the same page. Right, right. See, y'all, y'all. It I'm gives you a common ground. That's what it does. Right, right. It, 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 it makes the vision clearer. You know, um, you can understand what direction you're going and go together, hopefully, and move forward Um with the plan. If somebody is giving you directions and they're like, yo, turn turn west, and you like, turn what? Don't, don't do that. <laughs> turn left. Just turn left. Oh, left is what? Well. Okay. Because in my mind, and so, okay, digression. <laughs> <laughs> that never eats style worms is trash. Never eats style worms. No eat southwest. Oh. It's trash, okay? Because I have been driving and my GPS will be like, used to be like, now it's gotten better. GPS now has changed. It's a little ghetto. But back in the day, you'd be like, turn. And you are going west, such and such, such. Yeah. But I'm going straight. And I was told in front of me is north. So why do you keep telling me that I'm going west? And this might be my dyslexia talking to no, so you. No, they don't teach directions well. I, I, it was funny because I saw something, speaking of, like years ago that was like, it was like a quiz question. Can you figure out where you are directionally from anywhere? And I was like, yo, I really can't. I really can most of the Remember time. Remember when the slaves was like, yeah, we follow the North Star. I'm going to be honest. Which one is the North Yo, I can't find a North Star, but I can figure out wherever I am. I can figure out, okay, New York is here. Where am I? So where's New York in relation? Where's this? Where's this? Where's this? Where? Like, I, I have a good, and I guess because I used to study maps also. Like, I was a real map, and I'm, I'm a nerd, y'all. I ain't have many friends growing up, okay? I like looking at maps, but if you ask me what I'm looking at, I'm going to tell you a map. I always look If to you ask me where we at on the map, Mm. if i ask one question if i'm like yo where we at we in maryland back if i can ask somebody else where's new york oh new york will be that way cool so that's new that's north that's south then that's okay i know where i am now i know how to get nope i'm out i lost i died all of that like 
Game over. I'm out. Like, I'm out. Like, she's not gonna make it on Oregon Trail, y'all. She's not gonna make it. I'm not. I'm not gonna make it. I'm unless I'm following the leader, and hopefully I'm following the right leader. I'm not gonna make it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm out. You know, it's it's that like I remember the first time I had a conference. I was like, okay, I got a question. I still check it over. If they say go north and you I know you turn the compass. But what if I don't need to go north? What if I need to go west? So if I fix the compass and it's facing north, I just go that way? Yeah, north's not always in front of you. I learned that, though, because... So they need to stop <laughs> But that's because my mom... You know how I really got really good with directions? I'm not going to lie to you. My mom's car, the older one, the one before the one she has now, or maybe it's the one she has now. I don't drive her car anymore. I have my own. It had the directions in the rear view mirror. So whenever you would turn the car, it would tell you what direction you were driving. And so doing that for a year is what my mind started was being like, oh, I'm going south, oh, I'm going northwest, oh, I'm going east, oh, I'm going this way. Or it was how I could be like, yo, I'm headed to the south side. Why am I driving northwest? Oh, because I'm below the south. Oh, so, this, so, so this is the thing. When you said that, the only place I can do that in is DC. Mm. You put me in Maryland, I'm out. When the way you just described it, the only place I can do that in is DC. I can't do that in any other place. And maybe it's because it's where I grew up. Maybe it's the familiarity of the area. Not just because it's Northwest, Southwest, like not just that, like that's the only, like if I'm in DC, I can tell you which way, which direction I'm going. North, like all that. Outside, outside, and y'all know DC this week. It's 12 miles, 12 square miles of <laughs> y'all know DC this week. Outside of that, how about? Okay. That, would you say that not knowing directions is traumatic for you? <laughs> I must say, uh, I will say no. Y'all know I make it, I make it come back. I make it full it. circle. Because I was about to say, I don't know how we're going to swing this back around, but let's jump back into the topic. Um, no, but I will say it can be like if I'm in an unknown place and then like if I'm in an unknown place and let's say I got a, a compass or a Jeep, an old GPS that's like, continue going north. Nigga, I'm in the woods. So straight. <laughs> but you I know what I'm saying? To that point, though, I think the other problem is because we do this with so much other stuff, we need to come to a collective where we agree there are levels of trauma. Because there's literally, if we're going by those definitions, then you literally have your base level is just, it was emotionally unpleasant. Versus, it was a severe situation. We need to acknowledge that there is a hurricane level, one, two, hurricane category level, one, two, three, four, five, one, two, three, four, six, of... These levels of trauma and everything is not a five because the earthquake, the EKG, earthquake, like a Richter. I was just about to say everything else has a scale, and we need to get to the point where we acknowledge that there are scale levels to trauma. Because quite frankly, if you work in a hospital, anybody that's been in a hospital, doctors and all will tell you. There are levels to Trump to the trauma war. Period. And then and, and for those who don't believe us, this is how it goes. Not just the trauma war, the emergency war. They will ask you when they when they're simply asking you your pain level, 
that's another way they're asking you your trauma though. Are you the closer to the happy face or that angry thing with the squiggly lines and it's red? <laughs> Yep. Yep. Where we at? Are you past that squiggly line, the angry faces, red and blue with tears coming? Like, what what emoji are you? Like, that's what. In 2023, (laughs) we get 2024. Wait, where we at? We are here. Yeah. Where is emoji level? What's your emoji? Explain your 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 how you're feeling or this experience through your emojis. Yeah, that's. Let's identify emotions. Because a lot of y'all sitting up here talking about trauma, like y'all sitting here with the red angry face with the eyes squinting down or the tears. And your experience was the one tear. And your experience was the one tear. Or your experience was just the straight deadpan, just the... Or your experience was, I'm confused. Y'all were not, like, listen. And as two women who have been through traumatic experiences, real traumatic experiences for reals, um, and not just like it was emotionally unpleasant, but like yo, it was severe, and it changed the way that I thought about some things, and it changed the way that I moved about some things, and it changed some people I do I'm not around anymore, and it changed some things about people how I looked at them differently, and it made me look at myself a little different. That's trauma, y'all. And we have lived it, which is why we can tell you. Remember that fan I was talking about first season? I still ain't got that fan. I need it. I need that fan. I don't even remember what it's supposed to say at this point. I don't know either. We got to watch that. (laughs) But this is why we can tell you how to trust after trauma, because we have legit lived through trauma. This is why we can tell you all that some of y'all sitting up here talking about it was traumatic. No, it was unfortunate. It was effed up. It was jacked up and janky. It was trifling. It was wrong. It was. It was. Stupid. It was. Stupid. I'll be honest. Some of y'all traumatic experiences is just stupid. Y'all being dumb. Some it was, of y'all traumatic experiences are just grown pains. Like nigga, we all need shit. Like it was bad choices, you guys. Bad choices. <laughs> like bad. now, those choices can put you in a traumatic experience. Period. So that's that's acknowledged, but the bad choice itself is not necessarily is not necessarily the traumatic experience. No. Um, and we yeah, we just we're not trying to minimize. Oh, you guys are minimizing people's feelings. We're not trying to minimize your feelings. We're trying to be realistic. And it's important for us to be realistic on things because when if we continue to go to extremes on everything, when something is truly extreme or something is truly severe or something truly causes for reaction to a traumatic experience, there will not be one. And it will not be one because people will start to brush it to the side because it's been, trauma has been normalized. Mm -hmm. Real trauma has been, and, and so real trauma then goes ignored or unattended. So we're just saying, let's put things, let's be realistic and put things into perspective and words matter. And let's use the, use your words wisely. That's, 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 that's all I'm saying. Amen. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to say cheers to that. So now that my glass is empty because I can't see if Siobhan's is, yeah, mine is. It's the black one. Oh. <laughs> I, I can't see it from there. Um, 
Javon, let us know what is your rating on your popping grapes experience? Okay, so reading this, it says this after dinner wine. So what is this dessert wine? Is a blend of vinifera grape finished sweet, full of fruit and complexity. It goes well with dessert as well as strong cheese and make a delightful sangri ooh, sangria for summertime refreshment. It is 12.5% alcohol by body, by the way. I okay. say this. This is the first dessert wine that I have liked. First of all, y'all, oh. I feel nice. I feel nice. I feel, what is that? I feel special. I feel special. <laughs> I, feel, I feel nice. Um, oh no, that's not the one I was like, I feel blessed. I feel blessed. Um, I really did like it. It is truly a sweet red. It is probably among the sweetest of the reds that I've had. It most reds that I've had are medium to light that are sweet. This is actually a medium full. Like oh. it's on the full, yeah. It leans on the full side. It is very great fruit forward, but in a good way. Like you know how for dessert, and since it is dessert wine, you know how for dessert, some places will give you like the plate of fruit with the strawberries and everything else. You can't eat it, but the rest of us can. It looks um, pretty. It looks pretty. It, I mean, if I take a Benadryl, I'm in there. But it's that kind of fruit forward. Like, it, imagine right. somebody hands you a fruit plate with grapes right. in it. It's awesome. Like, I actually really, really like this. Now, we'll also say it took us a while to get started, y'all, because we, we had to do catch up. Cause we we recorded on Monday. We you know we usually have our meetings. We didn't we didn't have our sis check in, so we did our check in before we recorded. And so it's been sitting out here in these bright lights, these bright tail lights for like a good hour. Um, but it's still good. Now I will say to the sangria point because sangria is usually chilled. Yeah, ma'am, because chilled this thing would be awesome. Like I'm just so sure about it. Um. It has a decent medium acidity level to it. I really, really liked it. It has a velvety finish. It's just really good. I'm gonna give this a four. Uh, I'm gonna give this a four or five. I'm not gonna be stingy like that. I'm gonna give y'all a four or five. Y'all, y'all doing it. Elk run. I've never had y'all, but I see y'all in the store all the time. I mean, I don't know what deal y'all got going on with Maryland. Y'all run this state because let me see. Between y'all and it's like three or four others that I that I know are state wines that I see everywhere. Um, Y'all are doing it. And this, this sweet Catherine, I want to know the name, the, the thing behind the name Catherine. Why is it sweet Catherine? But the sweet cat, the sweet cat, as I'm going to call her, because I work with a girl named Catherine and we all call her cat. This sweet cat is here. I'm here for it. Okay. That's a good rating. What, it, tonight must be a good night. Because I'm going to tell you right now, off the break, this gets a 4.25. Ooh. off the break so this is i know it's labeled a white wine this is a white wine but i get when i tasted it i got like a champagne feel but not a champagne like not all those bubbles yeah it's not the but like the bubbles weren't there but it it's light it um it's not it's probably <laughs> It's probably a light to me, um, body, but like this is to me. It said it says fun. It mm -hmm. says uh, 
quite celebratory, but like sophisticated soiree. Right. Yes. Like that's that's what I'm getting. Like a sophisticated tea party, but with wine. So like a good brunch. <laughs> yes. Like, and you don't need the orange juice for the mimosa. Oh. Like I really like this. Like this is it, it was hmm. Okay. I do, I do like this. I just stopped myself because I was like, hold on. Yeah, I poured like two, and then y'all know dessert bottles, they, it's not a lot. They slip. They mm-hmm. slip. So I had to stop. But I was like, but I do, I do like this. So I can't pronounce you, but I like you. You don't need to pronounce it. You just need to have a label in the bottle and know That's what you it. Mean. At this point, <laughs> with the picture of the bottle, baby, I know that's not the words, but I'm, I'm remixing, okay? Ficky, Ficky. You know, I'm DJ something. Or other. DJ something. Oh Lord. Something or other. I like that. Um, DJ something or other. Foul. Um, but I really do like this. I feel like I'm hoping this isn't flat by the one up. Cause it's not like bubbly, but I feel, I feel like-, like they're all gonna be flat because the wine out's not till the first week of May. Period. Um yeah, I did. I, I enjoyed this. I mean, if you want to get fancy, like you can spruce it up with something else, but you don't necessarily have to. So that's that's what I got. Oh, what did it say on the back? Is it in English? <laughs> it is in English. And they just talk about the winery. They don't talk about the wine. And it is 12.5 alcohol by volume. So overall, like I said, four one two five. I really do like this. I did enjoy this. Um, and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to say thank you for joining us on this wonderful episode of A Little Something, the number two white about with your hostesses, Ty A. Michelle. And Siobhan Camille. Be sure to join us each and every week at 12 o'clock noon for more laughs, more fun, and more wine and more conversations y'all be sure you like share subscribe comment below let us know your favorite wines we're always looking for a new one to have that probably grapes experience join us live each and every little nope fourth Fourth. yes fourth it's fourth which usually is the last but fourth which is usually the last fourth saturday of the month three o'clock eastern standard time for our live wine out wine tastings full of wine crackers and randomness (laughs) but this month we're not having one it's not gonna be one one, y'all because we coming up on our three we turning three y'all the sun is tree we turn toddler we're gonna be full-blown toddlers okay um full-grown toddlers in this here podcast arena. Uh, So join us live uh, the first Saturday of May uh, for a very, very special wine out wine tasting. Um, Lots of surprises and fun and of course randomness. Again, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And remember, as always, there's nothing wrong with a little wine. Or a lot. lot. And we're going to have a lot in May. So, until then, until next week, 
Toodles. <laughs>